profile on Praise Junction. This is my story. Real people, real stories, real God, real change. This is profile on the Praise Junction show. So tell me, what did the Lord do? Hey, um, where God, where people put a full stop in your life, God begins a new sentence. Mm-hmm. Because at this time I was a gone case, both uh, from societal perspective. Because you see, uh, I didn't tell you that I sat my form for exams while pregnant. Mm. And morning sickness and tararara. Yes, all those things. So from index four with a B plus, and uh, my motivation for being in school was so that soma ukuwe mtu amana maishani. Yeah. So that uh, you... <laughs> mm. So from a B plus to a D plus. That was the final mark. That is final mark in form Index four. four. Yes. Index four to a D. I had never gotten a D since form one. And remember I was working. Yeah. Yeah. I I never got that grade. Mm. My grade was B plus, A minus, B plus, B minus, the lowest. So I've gotten a D plus. The society has told me if you got a D, you are you are full. There's I mean there's nothing good that can come out of you. Mm. I am pregnant. The society has already told me. You know, this is what I grew up knowing. Yeah. That I am promiscuous. That you know you are a single mama. You are a single mom. It was your mistake. It you was your raped. mistake. You have come to an end. Mm. So you see now the only solution was drugs. And drugs in all forms of matter. There's a pastor who tells me, uh, it, uh, your drugs was drugs in all forms of matter. <laughs> Solid, <laughs> liquid, and oh. gas. Oh, Smoke, oh. chew something, and drink. Oh. So that was it. So mm. this time, I am coming from uh, my. I'm coming from drinking, and I've gotten home. Remember, I've already even left the girl who introduced me to the drinking because yes. now in the drinking spree, uh, you meet new people. Mm. Uh, you meet. You make new friends. Mm. Uh, in the bar, so I don't have the money, but it is paid for. Uh, so this time I am dropped at home by my drinking friends at 2 a.m. Yes. It was on a Saturday. And you remember we began drinking on uh, on Wednesday. This Nairobi, I used to go to a bed. Every bar, I think they used to know me. I drank to a point that I can't even get drunk. I am drinking, but I'm not getting drunk. So mm. I I resulted to a point of now injecting myself. And because drugs were oh. too expensive to afford, mm. sometimes you even share blood. So when somebody is high, you uh, get blood from their streams and you put in your own veins. Oh no. So that you remain high. Mm. So this Saturday morning, I've been dropped at 2 a.m. And um, I have opened the house. You see, now we are living in a decent house in Kitengela, mm. my friend. I have mm. my own room, mm. you know, yeah. So I open the house. I go in that time, I, these things of curfew. I hear teenagers complain of curfew. Curfews are good. Nobody gave me curfew personally, mm. and that's how I destroyed my own life. Mm. So no one gives me curfew. So I am feeling thirsty. Those listening to me and I have... 
an experience of drinking you know when you wake up in the morning you feel very thirsty so you need to unlock inaitwa kutoa lock it's either you go drink or you get water or something like that mm. so i needed to take water shower and then go back to the bar so it was around 8 am in the morning so i came we had a black and white tv great mm. wall i know those ones <laughs> <laughs> a red yes. one outside eh? <laughs> you know this guy that wanted to marry me alikuwa ametuinua inua kidogo oh pastor promotion mm. eh? next level <laughs> so you are my baby <laughs> yes tulikuwa hey, cool kids yes eh? Eh? yes so i switched on the tv and it was kbc then there was this pastor then was a uh, pastor mark karioki now he's bishop mm. you know i don't know pastor mark i've never met him yes. in person i know him on the screens eh? yes so i see this pastor who keeps saying you know there's a god in heaven Ah, who can do blah 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 you know me I'm half asleep half drunk mm. so he said those days it was <laughs> touch the screen yes so i went straight grace and touched the screen this guy prayed and i said amen mm. um i did not take the water i went back to my room and slept mm. and But then he prayed he prayed yes he prayed and I, you prayed I, too. i touched the screen and yes. he prayed okay. because he asked us those that want to get born again mm. whatever that meant mm. and uh, those that want god to change their life because grace i hated my life mm. i hated my life completely because i have gone through all these things i don't see the meaning of living and then with time my legs had i don't know whether you know batatas they are mm. black things or some people uh, uh, there are some people refer them to as beauty marks they can ah, either yes, be on your face they are either yes, two or three yes. but now when there are many they they look bad yeah. so i had them on my feet oh. both feet mm. and uh, my parents have done anything to get them away and they were still there so this guy prayed this pastor and i said you know this is ridiculous you are just mocking the pastor i mm. said hey, amen do you know from that prayer i stayed in my room in our house for one week i did not step out of the door i received total deliverance wow. from drugs what total. was happening i don't know i don't know i just after i prayed i didn't i just didn't know what happened yes now i know <laughs> from mm-hmm. my pentecostal people Tell that me. it was a holy spirit encounter <laughs> oh. that god actually came down himself and took charge complete charge of my life yes so for one week grace i did get out of the house mm. i was in the house and then guess what yes. just to challenge my life a bit more mm. the batatas in my in my feet disappeared Amen. i began to see uh, scars and with time my feet cleared I used to wear buibui and long skirts and long and trousers but now I am confident I, I those things disappear then I just say ah yeah by the way this god could be real so that's mm. how I began to look for a church of course I listened to um the TV yes. and the radio 
and then now i began to go to a catholic church i first went to a catholic church called saint monica in kitengela mm. but then i was uh, uh, i want the noise the, the one that pastor <laughs> prays loudly the uh, noisy church yes i want the one where the pastor because i'm from the bar yes. i don't want quietness <laughs> this one is too boring yes and I, I would go to the bar and dance. I used to dance in the bar. Mm. So I loved dance. Mm. So I looked for a uh, maximum miracle center in town. Mm. Pastor Moiro's church. Oh, yes. And by then he was a powerful pastor. So I went there. By then my family again moved from Kitengela to Pipeline. And your parents allowed you to do that? No, eh, no, no. no. I'm doing it uh, secretly. secretly. Okay. Yes, in the house I am with Dera and so on. But outside, but you see, they have no control. Mm. They have no control. Yes. No matter how they talk, I will not listen. So um, at this point, they have moved to Kitengel, uh, to Pipeline. Then I missed, I didn't have bus fare again to go to Maximum. So as I'm walking around Pipeline, I see this church called um, Life Spring Embakasi. Mm. And I see the youth service. I joined the church mm -hmm. I, at 12. So I went into that church. And the first thing I saw in that church was a group, a dance group called Impact. Yes. Dancing in church. And I was like, I am home. I mm. am home. I joined that dance group. So that's my, that's where I was discipled. Wow. Through that dance group, through yes. their Bible studies. Yes. Through, I couldn't understand much, but I was questioning. Please now, I have moved from a Muslim home to a drug, very dirty life. And then now I have come to church. And for me, church was a holy place. Yes. Uh, I am supposed to be, uh, you know, church folks can be holy. So I needed to be holy. So I was so afraid to tell anyone what I was going through. Mm. So my dad discovered that I am too much into church. Uh, and I'm no longer drinking. So he told me that... Uh, it's either I choose church or his home. Oh, no. So, so when he told me that, huh. I chose church. What um, did that mean? Uh, he said that I cannot be going to church and staying with in his house. That's basically what he meant. But I remember I had talked to a senior pastor in that church and explained to him my situation. Of, I didn't talk about my bad side, you know. I, I wanted to talk about the way I, I want. I just talked about the transition from a Muslim family to a Christian family. Yes. And he asked me, have you ever thought of leaving? I asked him. I told him, yes, I've never thought of leaving, but to where? I have yeah. nowhere to go. Mm. So when my dad said that, uh, I knew it is time to go. Mm. And you see, I'm a bit stubborn. Like when I make a decision, it takes God to overturn the decision. Mm. So I decided I will continue with church. So I left home and I went to church. Uh, at this point, I am a bit outgoing because of being in the dance group, this mm. impact. Uh, impact has begun to call out the me inside. Yes. The polite and quiet Rosie has begun to fade off. And now I am talking and now I'm dancing. Now, the reason I was quiet in this church is because they are speaking English. Uh -huh. I cannot speak English. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> so I was very quiet. And I don't want to shrub. I was embarrassed because they will laugh at me. Yeah. So I wasn't, I was just there but quiet. So, but I would talk to the gate man, the caretaker. 
everybody and because we are at the same level i mm. used to feel like everybody's up there but i am down here with my d plus daudi msalabani <laughs> i i used to feel me i am just good for nothing please mm. remember i have a child yes uh, and i don't want to tell anyone that i have a child so i fabricated all kinds of stories so that i can fit into that community mm -hmm. so when i went to church of course i meant that i'm not going back to I'm not going back to my family. So I would sleep in church. And your son? No, no, no. My son is with my mom. Where? Okay. Grace, I mm. don't have a child. At that point, I don't have. Mm. Who knows that I have a child? It, nobody. Nobody, yes. And so I didn't tell anyone. Okay. And those that suspected that this could not be my brother because I would come to church with my siblings because at some point my dad was, not, was absent for like two years. Yes. If somebody would try and suspect this is not this is not my brother, I would fabricate a story just to be accepted. So I I stayed in that church. I remember pastors would come and say, "Hey, this Rosie, you Rose Abdalla, mm. you really love church. Tutakujengia kanyumba behind these uh, offices." Because you, because I was a church mouse. Yes. In fact, I would be asked, "What is your hobby?" And because I cannot actually express express myself in English, I would say, "My hobby is roaming around the church." That was oh. the only statement I knew. Yeah. So everybody, what is your hobby? My hobby is roaming around the church. Mm. So I stayed in church for like two weeks. Nobody knew apart from. God bless those security guards, but yes. at some point the senior pastor almost fired them. <laughs> Alipata, we, we, we lit fire and we were around the fire, all of us, very early in the morning. I don't know what he was coming to do 5 a.m. in the church. Uh -oh. I think he was coming to pray, <laughs> but I didn't understand then. Yes. <laughs> so, one of the... Uh, so, this time I'm living in church. I am calculating on how I need to get my own place of living. Mm. Because, Grace, I cannot go back to drinking. No. I cannot go back to my old friends. Mm -mm. I know where they will take me back. So, I knew that those were my vulnerable moments. Yes. So, I cannot keep a bad company. Um, I cannot. I cannot. I am here and I am here to stay. So, whatever challenges that came with it, I accepted it. So... Somebody in within the church, the house girl left, and boom, I got Jeez. a job. Yeah, <laughs> I got yes. a job, and that's how I I worked at a, as a house girl. Mm. With time, one of the pastors also, the wife used to do transcribe transcription. Yes. They also gave me a job. Uh, of course, I told them that in Form 4, I got a C+. Plus. I am sorry. They <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it is from that home, this pastor's house, that... Uh, so I began to stay with, especially the staff of the church. Yes. I would live... I lived with uh, Pastor, Pastor Zef Ananda, God bless you, and your family, Rispa. I lived with this family. I also lived with uh, Isaiah Manua and family uh, until I got married. Tell so, us that. I'd really love us to get there. Yes. Be because you see your background rose. Somebody would say, oh, you are finished. Yes. But you stay here and the Lord begins the transformation work in your life. I'm sure you had bitterness with men because a man had messed your life up. Kabisa. So how did you meet your great husband? 
before we get to how both <laughs> of you got into ministry that's a totally different story you see in church as i am in this church i hated men like uh, i hated anything to do with male species remember uh i don't know who my father is to begin with mm. biologically mm. now my stepfather refused to pay my school fees and that means i had to work as a house girl in my own my father's house for four years for me to go through high school mm. and then another man who is supposed to take care of us gives me a big blow causes my leg to overturn and now people think that i bounce and now i get pregnant it was it was tough i couldn't one of the things that i have struggled i struggled with for a long time mm. is to look at god as a father so i joined a media uh media ministry in our in that church yeah. and i would because used to use project i would do things that boys do i was bitter to a point that feeling you know those saying that what a man can do a woman can do mm. so that was my perception from that point i knew anything i don't need a man in my life if anything i have a child i can do anything for my own i am your mother and father mm -hmm. period mm -hmm. that's all uh, i wanted so this time music team goes to mpc mombasa to do ministry and one of the media the person that was supposed to go as a media person is not available so me i'm called by the pastor in charge of music rosie hi Uh, so we are going to Mombasa this evening the person that was supposed to go has dropped off please can you come and i was yeah thank you so i went mm. and the person that was speaking at this point uh, in Mombasa was pastor Simon Bevy yes and he was talking about a topic that i've not forgotten since 2011 mm. father the destiny and pastor mbevi preached i was in the media mpc in the media it's upstairs somewhere yes. Mom, yeah. yeah and pastor mbevi preached and talked about fatherhood and talked about father wounds and talked about forgiveness and he called for an altar call and me as rosie of course i knew pastor mbevi from pastor zef's house yes. but i was wondering i, I it's, it's not i found myself crying as he talked i found myself crying and crying and crying so he called alka he said there's somebody here who has father issues uh your father neglected you your father rejected you your stepfather treated you and i knew he was talking about me mm. and he went ahead to say that i am not going to leave this pulpit until you come i came down mm. i went to the pulpit he prayed he prayed for us then there were many people there and then he said all of you i want to give you a father's hug oh and tell you i'm very proud of you yeah so i got the hug he said i'm very proud of you i'm sorry for anything any father wounds and so on and so forth mm. Grace that's how I received my healing from father Amen. issues and father wounds. Mm. Of course the memories are there. I have mm. not forgotten, but mm. I'm, I have to make a choice yes. every day. I will not live in my past. Mm -mm. That that is that is a that is a, a gone case. Mm -hmm. So how I met my husband? I met my husband Mr. Salwa mm. at uh, AIU. Uh, bible school now i know people asking so you went to bible school. how did you get yourself to bible school <laughs> uh -huh. you rem you see that scripture in mark mark chapter 11 or is it john chapter 11 where mary tells jesus if you are here my brother wouldn't have died 
So if God was there, he wouldn't have allowed me to take drugs and spoil my own body. If God is real and he means love, why did he allow sexual abuse? If God is there, why did he allow all these bad things? Why does he allow people to be poor? Why does he allow... Those are the questions. Mm. And I got justification in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And I, in my head, I knew that God is not real. It's not a real deal. It's just a, a story. It's a cliche of the Christians that talk about. So I... The book of Genesis, when Abraham is being told by God, take, by God, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go sacrifice. Mm. God was very categorical to Abraham that this son is what I want you to go and sacrifice. But then Abraham, on their way to the mountain where he's supposed to sacrifice Isaac, Isaac asks him, so where yeah. is the lamb? Yeah. I can see the firewood. Mm. I can see the matchbox. <laughs> where is the lamb? Mm. What did Abraham say? Yeah. God will provide. Mm. So for me, Abraham lied. And because Abraham lied, the Bible is full of lies. That's what you think. That's what then. I thought. That's mm. what I thought. And mm. then I began to go to pastor's offices in my church and ask them, this cannot be true. You keep God does this. Why is this like this? And then pastors encouraged me to go to Bible school. That mm. these questions of viewers, you need them answered in Bible school. Because remember, I, this church, I lived a lie. I, I, nobody really knew my core problem. Yes. I am questioning the Bible, but I'm not questioning the Bible. Mm -mm. I am questioning my own life. Yes. You know. Ah, so there's this uh, man that used to work with a certain organization. They were connected to Lifespring that they wrote an email to the church and said they want to take me to school. Mm. And that's how I applied. Of course, remember, now I need to be taken to school. Yes. But in this church, I have lied to everybody that I got a C+. Plus. <laughs> oh, he passed. <laughs> I have uh -huh. lied. Yes. So, I have, um, and I, one of the pastors gave me uh, money to go and apply for school. So, I went to AIU next and applied for school. So I applied for diploma. Um, I applied for diploma. I remember the administration office asking me, uh, have you done anything else? Mm -hmm. But you know, I love reading. So yes. I had attended like five trainings in church. Yes. You, you are trained, you get a certificate. Mm. You are trained here, you get a certificate and so on and so forth. So with that, I they said you do not qualify to do our diploma because of... Uh, your results. I begged, I told them, let me tell you, I am not a fool. I, I can, I, I will, I'll make sure I can't, this one was circumstantial. Yes. Uh, give, just give me this chance. I am sure I will deliver. Mm. They admitted me. Grace, I did diploma. Yeah. And I got a distinction. Oh, praise God. Uh, my distinction uh, came with an academic excellence award for oh. that year. Oh. Uh, and then because of that, I continued to do bachelor's of theology. Yes. So bachelor's of theology, I got first class honors. Wow. My transcripts have no C's. Mm -mm. It's B's and A's. Where? You see, I was working hard <laughs> yes. to prove to, to, to people that call me a fool mm. in the society mm. that friends, I have brains. I have brains. Mm. So I I finished. So in AIU, yes. I meet, you see now my former church is Baptist, kinda. Yes. It's not a Pentecostal church. Mm. 
so i come to church to school and meet uh, people that are well they are very born again a very straight iron shining trouser <laughs> <laughs> those kind of people yes so i loved prayer yes i love prayer i love mm. prayer i love praying even when tough times come i hide myself in god yes i don't know how to run away from <laughs> god because i have been out there it is worse so uh, i'm there's this friend of mine who we were classmates and we used to pray together and is a man mm. that's how far god had healed me yes so was a friend of salwa uh so i used to dislike Salwa. Hey, Bona. this guy who talks about <laughs> talks to us about speaking in tongues. Is it even ah. real? Remember, mm. my Muslim background is folk Islam. Uh, folk Islam is where um, there is a mixture of religion and traditions, witchcraft and uh, Quran. The Islamic, uh, all of we we practiced. I saw them. All of them practiced. So, if you talk to me about speaking in tongues, I have seen people speak in tongues in other just change their language and speak in another language to communicate to the spiritual world so for me i knew that was fake and <laughs> so uh that's how i i i, I met salwa through i used to dislike him mm. because of his belief yes and his uh belief of uh he cannot wear jeans i'm thinking what kind of man is this <laughs> but then we would go for he used to go to sita modli yes so we would go for missions together in uh, very uncomfortable places uh with sita modli and they would invite me at this point mm. i am an intern at the nairobi chapel okay. gong road mm. i was an intern there so through missions and through school that's how i met salwa we began at a friend of argue, a place of argument of his doctrinal standing is biblical is where he stands in terms of doctrine and where i stand uh because of our different inclination he's mm. a pentecostal mm. and baptist yes. so we would disagree and then we realized these disagreements are are not um are not basic we didn't disagree about salvation about sin and about god uh-uh. we disagreed about bapti- uh, about speaking in tongues mm. and uh, laying of hands and yeah. use of anointing oil and those things mm-hmm. because i have seen them being used in Elsewhere. this other side because of your background yes yeah yes so our friendship built from there and now we have three sons <laughs> The, the rest is this. he wears jeans <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> and i wear skirts i tell you uh, what i'm also not saying is that uh, i didn't when i was meeting salwa yeah. i used not to wear skirts or uh-uh. dresses uh-uh. um you know that mentality of what a man can do a woman mm. can also do mm. i did those weird ministries the men ministry that are done by men mm. uh like media ministry and the technical aspect of it and then i learned how to play drums mm. and you know you cannot play drums with skirts no 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 um so i was always with a backpack with drumsticks and yes. big shorts and Eesh. baggy t-shirts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with my unkempt hair mm. <laughs> so yeah wow yes chris before we go to to a break then we come back and tackle the questions how did you know that the lord has now really really called you to get into full-time ministry as a pastor 
you know what I, I have gone to school to bible school i not to be a pastor to have your I, questions answered yes i'm going to look for this god mm. uh, to know the credibility of the scriptures yes so with time uh at diploma level that was still not clear at bachelor's level we did a course called uh, theology of god mm. and i paid close attention and i think the reason i paid a lot of attention to my school work in aiu is because i wanted my personal questions and it was very personal mm. it is, was a personal affair yes so there was this uh, one time that uh, a subtopic on the theology of god and it tackled the sovereignty of god mm-hmm. because you remember i wanted to know if god is really loving and he is here why did he allow all these things yes. why did he even allow me to be born in a poor family a muslim family warawara mm. and all those things mm. So there was a closing statement of that uh, subtopic that the sovereignty of God dictates that mm. he does anything he wills at whatever times with at whatever time with whoever mm. and he is not answerable to anyone and that was like wow yeah. it sank mm. I, in the middle of the class i cried mm. so God told me that it doesn't matter how many times you stay here asking me questions I still love you I have no answers for you but you're here It wasn't still not clear mm. So one time I went for mission after uh, a week after I went for mission with Sitam Woodley uh in Mosimboa da Praia in Mozambique Yes And while there uh, we were going for door to door evangelism it was in a muslim community mm. and we met um, I met this young man around 16 17 looked like a teenager grown up there about I can't remember mm. and he called me by my name Rosa Abdalla uh, yeah and I immediately turned oh there's somebody so i thought probably there's somebody who knows me from my former church knows mm. me from sitam woodley because we stand there to be prayed for i am not a member of sitam i just come to do ministry uh and so they all from where are you and then they looked me straight into their eye and they told me i have a message from you for you i have mm. a message for you so i thought this message is probably kunawatu there are people that we've left behind yes. so maybe they have sent to say we wait for them mm. <laughs> Um this is the message this is what the lord says yes. that just as your name says rose you are a beautiful flower that everybody wants and this beautiful flower is full of thorns and god has allowed the thorns in your life for a purpose so that you will not be too vulnerable uh too tender to be touched so whatever you have gone through god is going to use it for his own glory end of message wow. so i bowed down and i wanted to ask this person a question and he left mm. he went mm. i wanted to ask and he said bye bye and he left and that was the end of it uh, yeah. i come back to where you and continued with life when we come back i went to uganda to a mm. friend uh, i was just feeling tired and i wanted to be away somewhere where i can go and pray and listen to god and have a new perspective to life and then i came back 
I met a Nigerian brother in AIU. Yes. I used to wake up at 4am to go and pray in the chapel with some Nigerian brothers. So mm. I meet this one that I've never met again. And he looked at me straight to the eye and he said, during prayer, God has told him that to tell me. So he called me, you are Rose Abdallah? I said, yes. This is what the Lord says mm. concerning your life. That whatever you have considered shame, now you see now here he's handling my shame of having a child, mm. shame mm. of feeling that I'm a failure, yeah. shame of being a nobody in the society. That whatever you have considered shame, God is going to turn it around for his glory. Amen. And that's how I knew this is it. I stopped being uh, silent and I knew uh, I have been hiding a lot of things. Mm. I have been hiding where I come from. I have been hiding that I have a child and, you know, to protect my reputation. Yes. Then I realized, Grace, I have no reputation to keep. Mm -mm. The only reputation I have, it is the reputation of having Christ Mm. in my life. And if I die today, mm. let me die following Christ. Amen. Amen. Allow us to pause here. I I want us to, to listen to this song. You know, just re- listening to Pastor Rose and her story and she said something very important for God's glory. What, what are you willing to you know, to let go for God's glory. As long as it's for the glory of the Lord, all is well. When we come back, we look at your questions and comments. Profile song break. Take a moment of reflection. For your glory, I will do anything just to see you, to behold you as my King.
question for us this afternoon whatever you're going through if you knew it was for the glory of god would you still just say yes lord get to that place of surrender and say yes lord i'll go through it until you complete the work you want to do in my life Hmm. a beautiful question there to reflect this is profile real people real stories real god real change Austin Pastor Rose still with us. Oh, we have like oh, five minutes or so, Pastor Rose. Can you imagine to wrap it up? But let's sample some of the questions that you've received from people. So many people who want to know. So what's your relationship with your biological dad, with your mom and your step parents and your other siblings? How is it now? Mm. Yeah, um, my relationship is uh, it's good. We disagree on many things, especially now that uh, in my home, I am the only Christian. Yes. Uh, so we, I play it, or let me say I do it as Christ would do. Mm. So when I'm going home to my parents, I go with all respect uh, and uh, treat them as my parents. Mm. Uh, we have different faith, but they are still remain to be my parents. Uh, through it all, I went back to my parents and asked for forgiveness. Yeah. I asked for forgiveness of having them go through the trauma of having a drug addict girl, child, uh, went through the trauma of not listening to them. So I went back to my parents and apologized. Yeah. And they forgive me. Mm. Uh, so my relationship with my parents is good. Uh, yes. Apart from, they are not born again. I'm still trusting God and I know one time mm. uh, they will come to know the Lord. Amen. Uh, the rest of my siblings, you know, it has been quite a long time since 2008. I, yes. would, I would not say we are tight mm. uh, because uh, we have different uh, values. values. Mm-hmm. And I, when I moved and crossed over to this, uh, probably somebody who has an Islamic background would understand. When I crossed over to this, it's like I'm an outcast. Mm. Uh, but that does not mean I cannot go to them. Yes. Uh, they would condemn what I do. They would condemn some of my uh, uh, beliefs. They sometimes would doubt my change to even my calling as a pastor mm. uh, because they even they don't even believe in Christ. So mm. that's our relationship with. Okay. So when my baby was six years, mm. uh, I picked him. I went to pick him and I lived with him in AIU. When I was there as a student, I lived there with my son. It yeah. came with its own challenge mm-hmm. uh, of, of course, being a single uh, student and uh, having a child. It came with its own challenge, but God saw us through. And uh, my baby knows this story. Mm. He knows this story. Yes. I would say we are best of friends because, of course, our age difference. Mm. I'm 32 now, Grace. Mm. Yes. Our age difference is 19 years. You look 18. <laughs> <laughs> it's being, because of being short. <laughs> And the grace of God upon your life. We do a lot of videos together. We do many things together with my baby. We are best of friends. He's the longest man I have had in my life as Mm. a friend. Mm. Yes. Oh, before I forget. So 
uh, how was it? Because, you know, single moms are also tuned in. Single moms by whichever, you know, you got yourself being a single mom by whichever reason. Uh, the struggle is real. People don't know how you got there. It is. Just minister to that single mom in a minute. <sighs> For the single moms, the, the single mom drama is real. Like, um, the challenges are real. The society is not kind. Uh, we 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 will judge you. We we will not even want you near our husbands because we are thinking you need a father figure for your son, and that cannot be my husband because I cannot trust you. Uh, you think that now that you have a child, you cannot get married. Me, I was told that by my own mother. So, oh. uh, so the the society has a lot of opinion about you. On not only about being a single mom, uh, but also being who you are and the things that God has done in your life. So for you as a single mom or anyone else that is going anything that is considered a social deviance, that uh, people don't do things this way and you are not supposed to get a child before you're married mm. or you are a single mom by whatever circumstance, let me tell you, child of God, daughter of the Most High, people will always have opinion of you. What opinion does God have of you? Mm. I think that is what will keep you. Yeah. Even me, after I've, we have people have opinions of who I am, even as a pastor, you know, real challenges. Who this pastor has been married for six years and they have a 13 year old. This pastor, this, you know, those kind of things. The yes. society will always talk. Mm. The society will talk about your body size. If they see you are a pastor and you are small, they want a big, fat, <laughs> tall pastor, you know. So do not allow yes. people's opinion to put you down. Mm. Allow God's opinion to keep your head up. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Kibui Mohedin, I hope I've gotten your name right, just saying Pastor Rose is a close friend of mine, a woman of valor. God bless you uh, for tuning in. And PM is, is asking, what? Seriously? That's a powerful testimony. I'm curious. Her English is so good. What miracle happened there? Because I remember you saying, Kizungu na wewe, you refused. <laughs> what happened? Which miracle happened? Because for sure your English excellent um i don't know what happened let me just say practice makes perfect i began to hang out with people that speak english and so i allowed myself to make mistakes and learn mm. allow myself to hang out with grace butiso who speaks very good english so from here some accent would have disappeared <laughs> so let me just say that uh it's uh, I it's the people around me and of course AIU it's an international university so people speak English. Mm. It's socialization. Let yes. me say socialization, peer interest. Uh, plus I love writing. I love writing so I write a lot and I listen to a lot of uh, things, content that will build me. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'd love us I'd, I'd love us to go on but unfortunately we have to pause it right here pastor. So many comments coming through. People struggling with unforgiveness. People struggling to let go. Bitterness and all that. And the Lord has helped you heal. And you're here. You're working as a pastor, working with so many people. In the remaining a minute and a half, I'd just love you to take time and pray for uh, anyone listening at that point. Even children going through, uh, you know, the tough season you went through. Minister to them. And also... Just remember anyone who wants to surrender their life to Christ, Pastor. You're welcome. 
Uh, we want to thank God for this opportunity he has given us. Of course, this story we have shared here with Grace Mutiso has nothing to do with us. It has every God, everything to do with uh, the story writer. He has just used us. He has used us as vessels to write his story. So we pray for anyone struggling with unforgiveness. And uh, let me say that I have forgiven my parents, I have forgiven my sexual abuser <laughs> and anyone else that has made me suffer because I know they were used of God to write that story in me. Mm. So we want to pray that God will give you that grace that will take you through uh, this season and even to connect with God more. Please release them because not forgiving somebody is actually taking poison and expecting the other person to die. So just forgive the, just the same way that Christ forgave us. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we want to thank you this afternoon. We thank you because you are loving, Father. We thank you because you are good to us, O oh God. Father, we thank you for every opportunity, Lord, you give us. You give us to minister to your people. You give us, Lord, to worship you. And every time we live, we live to know you, to love you, and to obey you. Father, we are praying. I'm praying for the listener out there going through hard time. The Lord, you will reach out to them, O oh God. You will reveal themself, yourself to them, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. And our Father, I want to pray for our listener who wants to surrender their lives to you, O oh God. We are praying that by your spirit you may save them and if you are there and you want to give your life through christ would you just pray and ask god to forgive you that you've realized he's a god who changes he's a god who transforms and believe in your heart and after you prayed that prayer would you want to testify to somebody and have them uh, walk with you that now you are a changed person and look for a bible believing church for this we pray in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. Thank you, Pastor Rose. Indeed, it's the Lord who changes our story. For those who want to catch up with you, where can they get to your handles online? Um, I am Rose Salwa. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all at Rose Salwa. Rose mm. Salwa. Yeah. Okay. And at Sitamath. And at Sitamath River. Where, physically. Where yes, 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 yes. <laughs> where is yes, it located, yes. Pastor? In yes, some seconds. I am located at Sitamath River. Yes. I serve with Christ is the Answer Ministries with uh, as part of the pastoral staff. Yes. Uh, uh, currently at Sitam at the river. Okay. Asante. God bless you, Pastor. I pray we can get a part two because your story <laughs> really had to summarize it. But thank you. Personally, thank you. my take home, God changes people's stories. He's the one who has the final say. Yes. And for his glory, yes. let's allow ourselves to go through whichever season. Yes. Amen. Baraka, Pastor. Thank you, Grace. Amen. This is Profile. Real people, real stories, real God, real change.